Hello, and welcome to Modestly Metaphysical, a podcast where I talk about trending spiritual topics, self-help, Buddhism, magic, witchcraft, all of that jazz, and more. I welcome you. Thank you for listening. I am Kara, and I will be your host. Welcome to Modestly Metaphysical. If you're new, welcome. If you're not, welcome back. And this is just a podcast where I talk about various trending spiritual topics, self-help, expansion, and anything beyond our physical realm. I'm Kara, and I'll be your host. Um, And thank you for those tuning in on a streaming platform If it sounds wonky or the audio isn't perfect, it's because I am also streaming this on the tube of the U. So I won't be editing this audio um, to be like perfect or whatever. It's perfect as it is. You guys can bear with me. Uh, I also wanted to say I know I go on a hiatus like every other episode. And I just really wanted to get things organized for the new year and make sure that I got my work life in order, as well as just my spiritual life. And I've been trying to get content to be more consistent and finding like my theme, making things look really pretty. Um, So yeah, so that's kind of where I'm at with that kind of stuff. I'm just really flowing with the energy that I have right now. I tend to commit myself to too many different things at one time and I get frustrated and kind of just bounce from topic to topic and from like hobby to hobby and I found out that that has a lot to do if you guys haven't done your human design you have to do your human design it's kind of similar to astrology um but I did my human design and I am a manifesting generator so I really have to go where my energy flows and not hold myself too rigidly to things and I've been learning that a lot so bear with me I really do love this podcast. I am such a just like, um, I don't even know what the word is that I would use, but I love just learning about things and teaching people things. I love to just ramble about things that I'm passionate about. And that just happens to be like anything and everything spiritual. So thank you so much for being on this journey with me. Um, it is new to me as, um, just like being on a platform and I've posted on Instagram forever since like it came out in like sixth grade. But as far as like actually creating content, like consumable content, um, I'm really new to it. So please be patient with me. Um, I am also, if you guys don't know, I'm also on Instagram at modestly.metaphysical and I do really like to interact with you guys so if you find me on a streaming platform please 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 um, let me know just leave me a review in my dms of the podcast and what drew you to it how you found me Um, I had a lovely listener tell me that she was actually looking up a modest mouse song and found my podcast so that's really like I don't know I think the universe works in mysterious ways but It really makes me happy when you guys let me know how episodes have helped you. Um, It kind of just gives me a little more uh, air beneath my wings, I suppose, in being just feeling like it's worth it teaching people or that that people are listening, people are 
um, you know, benefiting from what I have to offer intellectually. So thank you to everyone listening. I'm done rambling. I could go forever. Um, but yeah, just thank you all together. So today's episode is about the solar plexus chakra. And as you guys know, I've mentioned this in the uh, root chakra video, is I know it's pronounced chakra. I am just very westernized and I don't want to sound inauthentic or um, just, I don't want anyone to think I'm making fun of the word or um, being ignorant to the fact that it is pronounced differently than I will be pronouncing it. I usually just say chakra for the sake of it rolling off my tongue better. And um, I do want to let you guys know, though, that is not the correct pronunciation. And also the origins of the uh, chakra chakra system. I go through on the first episode in this series, the root chakra video, and I will also use energy center and chakra interchangeably. So if you hear me say energy center, I'm just referring to the chakra. And um, please take a listen to that first episode. I go a little bit deeper in where the um, system was first founded and kind of where they believe it was first kind of talked about. So please take a listen to that. Um, Yeah, I just want to give credit where it's due as far as that goes. So this particular energy center is the one that corresponds with our personality, our self-esteem and sense of worth. Um, it is also called the Manipura, Manipura, if you're very westernized, M-A-N-I-P-U-R-A in Sanskrit. And this means like lustrous gem. Um, <clears throat> and the jewel or qualities, qualities associated with the chakra strengthen the digestive system and diaphragm, which is kind of where it's located as well. It's located couple inches above the navel or the belly button and this the solar plexus focuses on the power and autonomy of metabolism and the element fire ignites the light of consciousness that moves us to strive towards success and good health and spending too much time in this energy center can cause burnout Um, however not developing it can leave a person feeling weak internally or externally. And um, what else? It would also, you'd also feel kind of like fearful, um, you know, not confident in yourself, obviously. And the feelings of love and happiness that we feel in our hearts actually originates from the solar plexus and rises from there to the heart. So a lot of times people may feel like, Um, When someone asks you to feel into your body with certain emotions, you may feel it in your solar plexus. Some people feel it in their heart, um, but the solar plexus is really like where anger resides, um, any impulsive reactions like anger and aggression, and that can be a sign that this energy center is blocked. And activating the fire, which also is like kundalini energy, if you guys haven't looked into that. That can be a whole nother episode, but it's all intertwined, interrelated. So um, activating the fire within moderate body temperature helps in food digestion. So a lot of spicy foods can be associated with this energy center. And it also represents the color yellow, 
that brings kind of uh, brightness and balance of energy. And the color yellow is associated with this energy center. And this color symbolizes energy, intellect, and also the connection a person has with the fire and sun. So sitting and sunbathing could be a very good thing to do for this chakra. And you can um, charge your crystals in the sun. And I'll get into like all the crystals that are associated and all that good stuff. But the color yellow also represents youth, new beginnings, birth and rebirth, and it connects us with knowledge and intellect. And people who are drawn to the color yellow are interested in intellectual pursuits. And that was a really interesting fact for me to learn because my favorite color is actually yellow, but it hasn't always been. When I was younger, it was green. Um, And if you're my friend or you just know me in person, I know the most shit about a whole lot of nothing, essentially. Like, I just know the most random facts about the most random things. I used to, I might have mentioned this on the podcast before, but I used to really want to be an archaeologist. But um, I just really liked learning about history, learning about how things worked, And that's obviously why I'm in the position I'm in now. But um, I just thought that was really interesting because I never really thought about it. And how, why, like why that was my favorite color, why it became my favorite color. Um, It probably became my favorite color in the last like six years, probably like when I was a senior in high school. Um, it just really started resonating with me and I really loved it. And so it was really interesting to me because I like intellectual pursuit is what I live and breathe for. I love to learn about things. I love to learn about people. Um, so that made a lot of sense to me. I was going to wear these yellow pants (laughs) just for the sake of like yellow being associated with uh, this energy center, but I couldn't figure out how to style them. They're from free people and I got it for like $12 at TJ Maxx or something because they had the price marked wrong and I like shit my pants a little bit because if you guys know free people it's like the most hippie-ish like I don't want to say hippie and like offend someone I guess but it's the most like free-flowing type clothing and they have a lot of like yoga clothing and stuff too but it's super expensive like dummy expensive like lululemon type shit And I was like, there's no fucking way I'll ever buy any free people, even if I really like their shit. Like, the dresses and stuff are cute. They're super flowy and just, like, um, you know, typical spiritual people shit. And I ended up getting – they're, like, bell bottoms. And I ended up getting them for, like, $12 because the price was marked wrong. And she's like, well, I don't think this price is correct, but I'll give it to you for this price. And I was like, like, thank you. Um, and I love flare pants. I, I know that like a lot of people don't like that shit, but I love flare pants. Like that's all I wear flare pants and wide leg pants. Anyways, let me not get in on, <laughs> on a tangent. Um, so the solar plexus and yeah, so that's the color yellow kind of why it embodies that energy. And then if the solar plexus is, let me check my fucking posture. What the hell was that? But (laughs) when the solar plexus is unbalanced, you may feel, um, or when it's unbalanced or out of alignment, you might have digestive issues arise. And this can show up as improper processing of nutrients, constipation, um, IBS, irritable irritable bowel syndrome, uh, eating disorders, which disclaimer, 
I said this in the last episode, I believe as well, um, when we were talking about like depression and stuff. And if you don't just rely on chakra work, if you're having troubles with your eating, please reach out to a um, licensed professional to talk about that kind of stuff and to get the help that you need. That is life or death. That is not just some spiritual woo-woo. And please, please, please get some actual um, in-person help and don't just try to do it yourself. That is very, like I said, it's life or death. And I would love for you to choose life. So please get some help. There is a um, eating disorder kind of like a hotline that you can call as well as the suicide hotline if that is a problem that you're facing as well. So please get the help that you need. But um, it can also show up as eating disorders, ulcers, uh, diabetes, which kind of ties into like not taking care of yourself. And obviously some people are born with diabetes, so I don't want to um, dismiss that as well. It's not always the case, but these are just some things that it can manifest as. Um, Also issues with like the pancreas, which is obviously related to diabetes, um, the liver and colon, and having some type of imbalance within those internal organs can be... Um, because of just an imbalance in this energy center. And it can also cause severe emotional problems, uh, starting with doubt and mistrust towards the people in your life, continuing with a lot of worries about what others may think about you. Um, Some people may experience low levels of self-esteem, searching for continuous confirmation and approval from others, some codependency in there. And this imbalance may lead to unhealthy attachments to people in your life. I've been there. You know, I feel like we all go through the motions and I feel as though um, we all kind of have a energy center that we can work on at all times. And I feel like this is one that a lot of people struggle with. And um, obviously a lot of people have low self-esteem and don't realize that that's the reason behind their actions. So something that definitely helps with this kind of stuff is shadow work, which I am still doing a few prompts at the end of this just to show you um, in real time kind of what it looks like because it can help really just open some doors or make you think as well. And um, But having that like unhealthy attachment or dependency on people, it doesn't, it, it's so hard to explain to someone who's never experienced it, but it can really feel like you don't real sorry my phone like was going off um it can really feel as though you aren't realizing that you're the problem because you are giving like it's almost like anxious attachment style like you will do anything for this person you're always like worrying about what they're doing worrying about what they're thinking of you worrying about upsetting them but that can be really draining on the other person in the relationship and sometimes you don't realize that you were the problem until it's too late um i have definitely been the person that is very uh codependent and attached and finding my independence has really only happened in the last year i would say I have always kind of had like an anxious attachment style or like a, uh, I can't remember, avoidant attachment style where um, if things don't go my way or if I have some like negative thoughts creep in, I will just like detach myself and start doing things that are very self-destructive. And that comes with like the impulsivity of this energy center as well. And um, just having an unhealthy attachment to people in general can mean like you're just getting attached to people because they show you a little bit of affection or they 
just give you some sort of comfort or you're just afraid of not having them in your life. And sometimes, obviously, there's it's very multifaceted and it's not always that simple. But really finding your own independence and your own power within yourself can be so helpful in just like realizing things about yourself, shadow aspects about yourself that just need to be understood for you to integrate them, not necessarily to get rid of them. Because obviously it's good to feel um, connected with the people in your life, but attachment is a completely different story. And I do have an episode on non-attachment and explaining kind of what that means and looks like. And um, it's just an interesting balance. And it's interesting when you see it looking back and being the person who was toxic or just like too much, you know, like not being in control of your emotions is too much. Like that's not another person's responsibility. And so um, activating this energy center cultivates a willingness to gain insight into understanding uh, power, individuality, and your own identity. And in some people, a misaligned solar plexus can make skillful self-expression challenging. Um, So like, for example, skillful uh, self-expression could be with your words or maybe your art or maybe your craft. And it can just feel almost like you have imposter syndrome 24-7 because you don't feel confident or like you don't know who you are or what your purpose is. And in some, it can manifest as overly rigid or controlling behavior, whether that be in work, life, anything. Like it doesn't have to be just like relationships or anything like that. And in some people, it can breed a victim mentality. Like I mentioned before, I didn't even realize that I was the problem when I was the problem. Um, And it just makes you needy and you kind of have a lack of direction and no self-esteem to stand up and take positive action. Like you kind of just like are living in this mindset of, oh, woe is me. Like everything happens to me, not for me. And that's a terrible, terrible mindset to live in. And it's so um, damaging. I I almost said low vibrational, but uh, I've come to understand that low vibration, high vibration have to both exist in order for the other to exist. So in order for me to truly experience like the highest of highs, I have to know and know how to navigate the lowest of lows. So I've been really trying not to say like low vibe in like a dumb way. Bro, I just put my phone on silent. Why? Oh, so I have that, you know, the new feature on iPhone where you can select certain people to still have their notifications go through. If it's on do not disturb, I have that for my best friend, Brittany. So like her messages are going to come through no matter And we're dealing with some stuff. So we're talking. But anyways, um, yeah, you just have no direction with yourself, whether that be like who you are, who you are outside of your relationship, just who you are individually. You have no concept and you have no concept of you being like you needing to change for things to change for you. Um, Like I said, things happen to you, not for you mentality, which is just such a bad place to be. And when this energy center is in healthy alignment, it kind of removes that insecurity and it leads to recognizing the inherent power and feeling empowered, um, connecting with a strong purpose in life. You gain a deeper understanding of your individual contributions to achieving success in any realm of your life. 
and where you do hold the power. And this bring this energy brings in um, prosperity in your personal and professional life. Letting go of negative things becomes easier since dependency on others is reduced and you take more uh, self-inspired action rather than waiting for other people to tell you what to do or how to do things. You just know. And there is a improvement in recognizing self-worth rather than focusing on material things. So doing things because they're better for you, not because uh, people will look at you a certain way. And this positive transformation is brought by consistent practice to investigate investigate, and identify the symptoms of blockage in this energy. And a well-balanced solar plexus enables us to effectively plan and achieve success. Cleaning and operating this energy center can make a person a better leader and create an inspiring life. So there's just a lot, like, it literally just makes you feel better about things, feels better about yourself. When you are doing things in a way that makes you feel good and doesn't make you feel insecure, you just have a magnetic energy about you. And that's dope. You know, like, we all want to be that person that, like, other people can look up to. Um, I need a drink of tea. Oh, also, this is the best fucking tea. It is ginger, like a ginger peach tea, and it's a loose leaf tea, and I got it from Safeway, but it is so good. It's even better cold. Um, This is like lukewarm because I made it earlier today, like maybe an hour ago. So good. It smells so good, too. Anyways... (laughs) back 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 to business but um so there's affirmations obviously associated with personal power that you can repeat to yourself write them on your mirror um you can set the intention of clearing this energy center with affirmations like i feel calm confident and powerful I feel ready to face challenges. I feel motivated to pursue my purpose. I am ambitious. Uh, I forgive myself for past mistakes and I learn from them. And the only thing I need to control is how I respond. Things like that. Things like that. And like I stand in my personal power. Anything along those lines. You can literally look on Pinterest for like solar plexus affirmations. And there are tons of content creators who do a beautiful job in creating things like that smoke break so but please don't ban me youtube the people listening on streaming platforms are like what the fuck is going on (laughs) but okay So we learned that the solar plexus is also linked to the aura through the mental body. And this could be a whole nother topic of like the different bodies we have, the different like energies we have. We have like a emotional, mental, spiritual, there's like, there's layers to this shit, like an onion. 
you know. So this aura rules the thought and mental processes of the ego. Is it processes or processes? I don't know, but you guys get it. Uh, of the ego. And some of the key issues that can affect this aura are power, fear, anxiety, and introvertism. So being an introvert. And the mental level is power. The emotional level is expansiveness. And the spiritual level of the aura is growth. So all of them have to work together. And the solar plexus also has much to do as we discussed with motivation, willpower, purpose, which stems from one's sense of personal efficacy. So being able to do things on your own. And self-confidence and the view of self-connect, the view of self, connect to the solar plexus as well. And it also, as I mentioned, governs the digestive system and its respective organs, and um, it has jur- jurisdiction over both the gut's emotional brain and stored emotions. So that's what I mean when I say like when you feel or like have a gut feeling, it kind of comes from this area or a lot of people feel their anxiety here. And by keeping this energy center in balance and flowing freely with energy, we can empower ourselves to live with a strong sense of identity, purpose, confidence, motivation, all that jazz, instead of obsessing over maintaining control in our lives and relationships, we can develop the personal power to let things go and live from a greater feeling of freedom. And with this energy center being aligned, we can be our truest, most authentic selves in all we do and and every choice we make. So since this energy center relates to feeling capable to reach goals, set boundaries, navigate confrontation, and make decisions, it includes maintaining level-headedness and a balance between emotions and logic. So these shadow work prompts will be kind of to assess like emotions, power, and confidence. Uh, I have two Oh, no, I have three. I have three little shadow work. Ooh, sorry, tube of the U. I just kicked the camera. But um, I do have three shadow work prompts that I will do with you guys just so you can kind of get an idea of how this looks. The first shadow work prompt is when was the last time I felt angry? Through the messenger of anger, what was grabbing my attention and telling me something had to change, and did I change it? Anger is an emotion that I don't feel that often, honestly. And I'm one of those people that I used to have a really big problem with my anger. Uh, I used to lash out very quickly and very violently. And in a way that I felt like I was operating in third person, um, I think, honestly, let me think about this because I don't, since I don't feel this emotion that often, I think I feel frustration, which is a form of anger, I think, um, just like a lesser form or like a less intense form, but I do feel frustration quite often and the 
I only feel frustrated when I feel like I'm not being listened to. And when I feel like someone is like twisting my words, I think the last time I really got mad when I, the only times that I like, I can't, I really can't think of like the last time I was angry, the, um, but of a couple situations where maybe I was almost angry or like feeling angry were situations where I was, again, just like someone was saying something that wasn't true, something that like I didn't align with and so blatantly untrue, like trying to like rub my name in the dirt kind of thing. And I think like the, the messenger of that anger would have been to tell me to change how, um, or who I give my energy to because in those situations there's always people who I had a feeling that I shouldn't trust and just ignored it out of thinking it was paranoia so more so like paying attention to the red flags and this goes with like not only in relationship circumstances but also friendship circumstances because I feel like I'm more likely to get mad at a friend than I am someone I'm in a relationship with because in a relationship, if I if someone does something to upset me, you should be very fucking scared because I will literally just go like sit outside or like gather myself because I even though I am a very emotional person, I am also willing to debate on with logic. And I will gather every bit of evidence that I have to prove to you that like you were in the wrong and um so with me like in relationships I feel like I don't really get mad but with friends I feel like I do and I think it's because I also um put too many expectations on people where I expect them to get conduct themselves in a certain way or be a certain type of friend or you know interact with people in a certain way or just be like a certain type of energy, you know? I don't know how to explain that, but you guys probably get what I'm saying. Um, And not putting or imposing any expectations on people and just accepting them as they are. And I have done a lot better with that. I don't impose uh, expectations on anyone, really. And the only thing that I expect from people in a way that I don't, like, force it upon them is to just be honest with me because I can sense that something is wrong or that you're moving or operating with me a little bit differently so even with that though I don't any I don't anymore like well I won't lash out on someone for lying to me or me finding that someone has been a little bit dishonest all more so like just take a step back you know and just say like I don't they're obviously not wanting to be honest with me, so let me just move differently. Uh, setting boundaries don't always have to be a verbal thing. It can just be starting to move differently. And so the thing that I think I have to change is imposing those ideas of who people should be and, like, no longer doing that to them, as well as just, like, learning to trust my gut and pay attention to the signs, use logic instead of just emotion. I feel like emotion can be impulsive sometimes. Um, And operating from a place that makes me feel good, not, 
in a way that I think the other person would feel good with. So like that kind of thing. And that's funny. The next question is, where do I struggle to enforce boundaries? When do I say it is okay when it is not? And where do I struggle to allow others to help me? (laughs) So um, I struggle to enforce boundaries with um, emotional availability to people. And I'm in a place now where I'm almost always emotionally available to be there for people. And I just don't have a lot of like emotional baggage that I'm working through right now. So I'm in a lot better headspace to be able to readily help people. But I wasn't always. So when I was like in high school or even early college, like freshman, sophomore, literally all through college, actually, because I was just emotionally unavailable. (laughs) But um I struggled to enforce boundaries with that kind of stuff and I would just like let people dump on me when I was just having like I was in a really shitty relationship and I just felt like shit and I just let people dump more of that energy into my life without even telling them like hey I'm not in a good space to be here for you uh I need to like not take on your problems because I would take on other people's problems problems as a like a form of escapism where it's like if I'm helping people with their problems my problems didn't feel as bad but I never addressed like how I was feeling and so um, I would say that that's when I say things are okay or another thing that I do or that I say is okay when it's not is when this is a silly one but when people say my name wrong (laughs) and like not that is not not that it's okay not okay that they say it wrong but like I don't correct them and I like will just let them continue to think my name is Kara um just because I don't like that's not necessarily a boundary but that's just something that happened to me like the other day and I was like yeah I just don't correct people and I was like why do I do that <laughs> like that's not my name but um and then what's another thing sorry if that noise was annoying Um, I think I accept people's apologies and don't ever get like the full discussion or clarity that I need. So I'll just say something is okay. Like I'll bring it up, say it's okay after they apologize and not ask any more questions. And I think I need to get a lot better at asking those questions because I deserve the clarity, you know? Um, and then... For some reason, I have always struggled to set boundaries in relationships with them disrespecting me. Um, That's not something that I will ever allow again, but just them calling me names, being very rude to me, and that's something that I didn't even really realize until the past year or so that I need to, to stand up for myself in that way and not be interrupted, making sure that I'm setting those boundaries of like, this is how you will treat me and conduct yourself with me. Like I deserve respect. You deserve respect. So once that, like being able to set better boundaries as far as that goes, because people will get very disrespectful very quickly. And um, it's important to be able to stand up for yourself in that way. And I always would forgive like my boyfriends for that shit too. And it's not okay. And I, the last one was where do I, where do I struggle 
to allow others to help me. And literally everywhere. I do not like to ask for help. I would like things done a certain way. So certain things I don't even want to ask for help with. Um, I don't like reaching out to people. I am very introverted when it comes to my issues. I'd rather like sit and think and really figure out what's going on within myself before I like dump on someone. Um, I haven't always been that way. I used to like emotionally dump on like when I was in high school and stuff like that. But I think the um, really bad relationship that I was in when I was in college, I um, that's when I stopped really talking to anyone about anything because he was very narcissistic and he made me feel uncomfortable with like going to hang out without hang out with my friends alone and like just being around people in general. So I stopped saying things to people. Um, I've also always like really protected people's image, even if they did me really wrong or were just like a terrible person. I'll always just say that like things didn't work out. But that is one relationship that I actually say that he was a fucking terrible boyfriend because he was. And it really emotionally damaged me even into um, recent, you know, I still see things that um, cultivated during that time from that relationship and I'll notice them and kind of, you know, obviously reflect on it and know that that's kind of where it originated from. But that's where I started to not let people in and really tell them what was going on. I stopped like venting to people. And um, that's where I kind of just stopped telling people shit and I just became like a mystery. I would always show up for class and stuff, but no one knew who the fuck I was. I didn't let anyone in. I didn't want to have any friends. I didn't want to make any friends. I was really on that like no new friends shit. And at, th- at that time, and when I was in that relationship, it was almost three years long. And in that whole relationship, I literally didn't hang out with my friends at all. And um, I'd pushed away my friends at the beginning of that relationship because I would always be like overly attached to the people I was with. And um, yeah, so I was really alone that whole time and I never talked to anyone about anything Um, and I never knew, or I never told anyone like what was going on. I didn't want, I was like embarrassed about my relationship. And then I just stopped telling people shit because I was like, I'm like, I was so self-aware that I knew it was stupid. I just like, didn't like, no one ever gave me the advice that I wanted either. And no one, I never felt like anyone was really willing to help me. So, um, which is obviously a misconception because I have a lot of people in my life who would definitely help me. And, um, I never even told my mom like how it ended or like why it ended. And I just didn't tell anyone, you know, so I still struggle to allow people to help me. And I know that that's where it all started. So I'm able to really understand it a little bit deeper, but, um, it is still a struggle for me to ask people for help. And that comes with me being rigid and kind of like I impose expectations on myself, which I think we all should to a certain extent. But um, I like things done a certain way. Um, and I feel like I know the answer that I need a lot of the times to certain certain problems I'm having. Um, sometimes I don't. And I luckily have a, an amazing mentor that I can reach out to and talk to. And 
yeah, if something's really serious, I'll ask. But for the most part, I just let myself reflect on it before I like dump on someone. Because I know a lot of people are in the right headspace to take that on. And a lot of them will say that they are because they care about me. But I like, I know. The next prompt is define five of your personal morals that you live in integrity integrity with. And um, it says that this will create an identity to what you desire and empower you to value yourself more as well. So actually, this is really interesting because my um, boss and friend, she also had us do some leadership training. And she also told us to come up with like our five pillars or like our five uh, just morals and rules to live by. And so this kind of um, has floated in my mind before. I can't remember exactly how I answered it when she asked. Um, We had like a week or something to do it then. Um, But I know for sure one moral of mine is authenticity. Not doing things because it's a trend. Not doing things um, to appear perfect. Um, Being open and honest with not only myself, but um, others as well, so that they can feel comfortable to also be authentic near me, creating the environment for authenticity. That's definitely one. Uh, Two, definitely take care of your earth suit. Um, So I don't know if that's like health, I guess, would be Uh, that, like, putting health first, because if I don't have, like, a balanced environment and take care of myself and respect myself, it's going to be very difficult for, like, the energy around me to respect me. So making sure that I respect my own energy, my own life suit, um, earth suit, whatever you may call it, um, earthbound form, making sure that I respect it and, um, you know, respect that the opportunity I was given to be able to be a healthy individual. So health, putting health first. And I also teach other people health. And so I think that's important too. If you know it, teach it. Uh, Another one is be a good friend. Um, I think that I haven't always been the best friend. And it's now very important to me to you know, be the type of friend that I would want to have in my corner, empower them, be honest with them, let them know like, hey, I'm here for you. This is what I think. But no matter what you do, I will support you. You know, being a good friend, that's very important to me now because I have seen how I have faulted in that realm in the past. Um, That was three, four, uh, respect the earth. This is our home. We only get one opportunity to be here. Well, in this in this form at least. And our earth is in very poor condition right now. And doing anything you can to reduce your carbon footprint, um, respecting the earth, picking up garbage, doing things that, you know, benefit the wellness of the earth and not harm it. I know that a lot of things are out of our control, but trying to do the best you can and the best with what you can afford as well. I know everyone can't afford an electric car. Everyone can't afford to, you know, um, eat a certain way or, you know, that kind of stuff. But doing the best that you can, 
I think that's very important because we don't get another planet. Like, yeah, they're trying to colonize Mars or whatever the fuck, but it makes me really sad to see the condition of the Earth and really always having reverence for the Earth. I think that's a huge, uh, just like pillar in my life because it is so magnificent and so just like awe-inspiring how nature works, how things work, um, that it's always important to just respect that energy and know that we wouldn't be here without the earth, you know? So respect, respect the earth, mother earth, get on your shit, recycle a little bit. I don't fucking know. Pick up a piece of garbage tomorrow. Do something. Um, and one more. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, let me smoke on it. Hmm. Be impeccable with your word. It's one of the four agreements. If you guys haven't read that book, it's fucking amazing. Um, but whether that means keeping your word about who you are, keeping your word with something you tell your friends, keeping your word for yourself, never telling yourself you're going to do something and then not doing it, that loses it. Just like that would lose trust in a relationship with a friend, that would lose trust in ourselves and we learn to start to self-sabotage in that way. So always making sure that you do what you say you're going to do. You're honest. You never say something that you don't mean or try to twist your words to be a certain way and really living up to that. I haven't always been the best at being honest with myself or with others. Um, I don't know where the quality came from. I don't know if it came from like growing up or if it came from relationships, but feeling like I had to lie about who I was, um, not tell people the whole truth, not necessarily like straight up lie, but tell, tell the truth in a way that I could shimmy around it if I had to, like if they tried to use it against me. Um, it may have been just like a coping mechanism or like something that I learned to do in like my narcissistic relationships. Um, I was also groomed at a very, very young age um, a man in his, like, 20s tried to talk to me when I was, like, fucking, when, it was, like, 2012, so 10 years ago, like, when I was 13, 14 years old, um, there was a man, a man that was trying to talk to me, um, like, all the way through high school, and I'm just now kind of realizing how, scary that is and um I think that I lied to him a lot because obviously like my youth was being taken away from me and I would lie to him to like not get punished you know and yeah I just realized how much of an impact that had on me it may have stemmed from that it may have stemmed from my parents but either way I would feel like this need to not be like completely honest and just for like no reason to like if I f I always felt um like I was in danger of being like in trouble or someone being upset with me so I feel like maybe that was why like I always felt like someone had something they had to say to me and wasn't telling me 
And um, that was before I could actually tell when people were like moving in a different way is more so out of anxiety or like survival mode, I think. But I would just lie for no reason, like going to Walmart and saying that I'm going somewhere else or like that I'm doing something else, you know, or like not even that I was lying about going to Walmart, but like I would lie about what I was going for. Like if I was going for makeup, I would say like I needed to get some food, I think maybe out of shame um, as well. But I don't know exactly where that came from. I'm still really working on it. I think it may have come from like multiple things. Uh, It's something that I'm now aware of and I no longer do. I really hold myself to being honest. Um, Even with like, if someone asked how my relationship is going, I would always say like, oh, great. You know, just out of one, I don't like people being in my business about things um, pertaining to like problems, but knowing when it is the right person to say when it is the right person and wrong person to like open up to and say like actually we're having some issues or you know something like that um oh man those were good shadow work prompts so um i hope you guys really get to see kind of how shadow work is working it's really like talking yourself in circles i can just speak faster than I can type or write and I know a lot of people like will journal about it but I tend to like look at the prompt and think about it meditate on it even and that's how I do my shadow work some people like to write it down or you could even write down like keywords so that you can remember if you need to circle back but once I like integrate something I have a really good way of like remembering things so I don't have to like um go find it again to remember where it came from you know like once I have that knowledge it's in my brain forever but some people I know don't work that way um so I hope that you guys understand a little bit about how shadow work is working I'm going to be back to a consistent I just like jump from a topic to another so let me close this out first um that's all I had for like solar plexus and that's the shadow work and how you can kind of work on fixing those problems within yourself. I think that shadow work honestly is the key to everything and understanding how you work. Um, and just, I hope you guys got a little insight on how I learn and operate through this problem of just like personal power and confidence and self-esteem and codependency, uh, all that kind of stuff. Uh, that is the end of the information. And I got that information from a few different sources. Um, I got it from, I just realized I didn't fucking say other methods of healing. So I'll make a post about it. (laughs) I'll make a post about the um, things that you can do for your solar plexus, like the oils, the crystals, all that kind of stuff. I'll make a post for it. But um, the places I got this information from, I have a book called Chakra Healing by Margarita Alcantara. Um, be my the, the blog Be My Travel Muse had a post. Um, the Seventh Wonder blog had a post, as well as the website for the Arhanta Yoga Ashram. And um, that's like the most reliable source that I had. And there's unfortunately not a lot of like super great resource information on this kind of stuff. It's not all on the internet. Um, and I don't have a book of like the Vedas or anything that I could um, refer to. So this is obviously a collection from just some other emotional, spiritual, mental health advocates, that kind of stuff. 
um, you know, that um, have gathered their own information. So that's to close that out. And what I was going to go on to say is that um, I plan on being back on a consistent schedule as far as the podcast goes. I would love to be every other week. Um, I don't know if that's bi-weekly, but bi-weekly to me could also mean like two times a week. I may be wrong about that, but that's like what I think when I hear it. So um, every other week, I'm hoping to post. The next podcast episode will be about the heart chakra, which the bottom three are really like bound to your earth body and the upper three are really bound to your spiritual body. So the heart is the center that connects them all. And obviously a lot of us have gone through heartache before grieving. Sorry, I have the hiccups. (laughs) But a lot of us have gone through issues of the heart. And so it is a very important episode for us all to kind of understand just like how we can work on healing that Um, and other than that, that is all I have. Thank you so much for watching or listening. And, um, if you're looking for the YouTube, it is modestly metaphysical. It has the little, uh, podcast logo on there. And, uh, I will be streaming episodes from now on with my new little camera. And, um, Yeah. Thank you guys so much. I'm so grateful for every single one of you. I love doing this. Please give me a message if you um, resonated with any of the episodes thus far, if any of them have really helped you or anything that you're looking to see in the future. I love to take suggestions. Um, And I've been thinking about also hopping on with a guest at some point soon. And I do have a application in my Instagram bio to apply to be a guest on the podcast. So if that's something you're interested in, um, send me an application, send me a message so that I make sure I check it. And um, yeah, thank you guys so much. I hope that you all walk in peace today and spend a little time on yourself. You know, um, think about these prompts that I went through and think about them for yourself. Um, I'm not doing a meditation this time, but I did want to say thank you so much.